Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. As always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Go subscribe there to the email list, and we'll get you a free top 200 study guide. It's a 31-page PDF. Uh, Great refresher if you're out in practice or if you're going through pharmacology classes as a nursing student, pharmacy student, med student. uh, Definitely going to help you out a lot there. So, again, go check out that resource. I've brought in a lot of uh, clinical practice pearls, things that you see show up on board exams, as well as things that you're going to see in real life. So uh, reallifepharmacology.com, simply an email will get you access to that. All right, so let's get into the drug of the day today, and that is denosumab. Uh, We've got a couple of brand names with this medication. So uh, first is Exgeva which I'm not going to talk about too much here, but uh, that can be utilized in hypercalcemia of malignancy. Again, kind of more of a specialized use, not something you're going to see day-to-day in a primary care type setting. Uh, So I'm definitely going to focus more on Prolia. So this uh, is primarily used for osteoporosis management. And... The most common situation, at least at this point, that I see this medication utilized is in patients who cannot tolerate bisphosphonate. So uh, let's take a a drug, bisphosphonate like alendronate, for example. Uh, Maybe a patient can't tolerate it due to esophageal ulceration. Uh, Maybe they've got, you know, terrible renal function. Uh, Things like that, which may prevent the use of a bisphosphonate might be a situation where we start to look at uh, denosumab as a potential alternative. Now, the unique thing about denosumab, well, there's a few unique things, but denosumab is a monoclonal antibody. So in most situations when we have a monoclonal antibody, it's going to be an injection, and that is the case with denosumab. And it's given twice a year, 60 milligrams, uh, as a sub-Q injection. And it is only to be administered by healthcare professionals. Okay, so with that administration, uh, pretty straightforward. Let it warm up to room temp for 15 to 30 minutes, and then sub Q into the upper arm, abdomen, uh, or potentially the the thigh area there as well. Now, mechanistically, how does this medication work? Like I mentioned, it's a monoclonal antibody, and it targets rank L. And this ultimately prevents activating rank. Now, rank is important in ultimately activating uh, the production and activity of osteoclasts. So if we prevent activating rank, we can help slow down the action of osteoclasts. And if you remember from physiology, maybe basic biology, there are osteoclasts and osteoblasts. 
and osteoblast, which we're not talking about here, build bone, make it stronger, and osteoclasts break down bone. So by utilizing this drug, we're essentially inhibiting the action of osteoclasts and preventing or reducing that bone breakdown. So this is going to end up resulting in increased uh, bone strength and reduced bone resorption. All right, so let's talk about adverse effects a little bit. So skin reactions can happen. You know, obviously that's that's kind of a natural thing with just about any uh, injection. So that's something to look out for after uh, giving this medication. Uh, muscle aches, muscle pain, soreness, that can happen uh, as an adverse effect from denosumab. Uh, diarrhea has been reported. Uh, the one electrolyte that's probably most uh, important to monitor is calcium. So denosumab, as expected, can lower calcium. Remember I said it can also be used in hypercalcemia of malignancy. So paying attention to uh, low calcium levels, patients at risk for low calcium levels, when we add on denosumab, it can drop that further. A uh, couple of situations that I, I also think about and pay attention to uh, patients on loop diuretics because that can bring down calcium levels further. So they may be at greater risk for hypocalcemia. And then uh, renal impairment as well. Patients may uh, be predisposed and a little bit more sensitive to some of those electrolyte changes where the kidney uh, can't kind of alter itself quite as well. So definitely pay attention to calcium levels uh, in the blood. Very, very important uh, as these can be uh, thrown out of whack a little bit with denosumab or it can have an additive type effect on hypocalcemia. Osteonecrosis of the jaw. Now, this is something that I did talk about uh, in the Alendronate podcast, so if you want to go listen to that, certainly you can. Uh, It is extremely rare, uh, definitely, but there are case reports of this happening with denosumab as well as uh, bisphosphonates. So what I look at and what I think about are patients maybe at higher risk for this situation to happen. And probably the most common situation is anybody that's going to undergo uh, any type of significant dental procedure. So some sort of oral surgery, things like that. Now like a regular, you know, teeth cleaning with a dentist that that doesn't really uh, meet the criteria of a significant dental procedure. So thinking about surgeries, uh, you know, removal of teeth, you know, extractions, things like that, where uh, we're a little more aggressive, a little more invasive with with dental surgeries. Uh, That's definitely something uh, that we should think about and should have a discussion uh, with the trained uh, dentist that's going to be, or surgeon that's going to be doing the procedure, as well as the risks of potentially holding or stopping uh, the uh, agent used for, for osteoporosis. So definitely got to weigh the risks and the, the benefits uh, of utilizing these agents, uh, these you know small uh, but significant risk uh, with osteonecrosis as well. And then lastly, I did want to mention there has been uh, infection risks reported with denosumab. So that is something to think about as we're using this medication. Um, 
Are we seeing infections such as cellulitis, for example? Uh, are we seeing that associated uh, with its use? And certainly if we are, uh, that's going to be a risk uh, versus benefit discussion uh, with the patient and with uh, your clinical judgment there. Another question that comes up often with osteoporosis medications is how long do I have to be on this agent? And that is a challenging question, and it's a little bit of a clinical judgment type question. But uh, for those that have had denosumab be indicated for osteoporosis management, typically we're going to want, as long as everything goes smoothly, we're going to want them on that for at least five years. And once that five years is up, then a risk-benefit uh, calculation should be done to see if we want to um, continue on. And generally in higher risk patients, maybe that have had multiple fractures, for example, or multiple osteoporosis, uh, osteoporotic fractures, uh, we're probably going to continue it for longer, maybe up to 10 years, for example. So um, again, going to have to do a risk benefit. Higher risk patients generally might keep them on them longer for five years. If they're a lower risk patient, uh, depending upon their preference as well, uh, we're going to uh, potentially look at, at stopping that at five years. So again, got to kind of look at that patient and uh, judge uh, for yourself clinically. And the guidelines are a little bit gray as far as how uh, that should go at this point. Um, so it is a little bit more of a clinical judgment type thing. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCPS, ambulatory care, geriatrics, BCMTMS, uh, the psychiatric exam, or NAPLEX, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. We've got a growing list of resources there. Uh, we've helped uh, over well into the thousands now of, of people pass their board exam. So uh, go check that out. Support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. In addition, if you're a nurse, PA, med student, nurse practitioner, uh, go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got great books on Amazon, case studies, clinical pearls, drug interactions, all sorts of good stuff uh, that will definitely help you be a better healthcare professional, uh, better clinician. So again, go check out those links, meded101.com slash store and support the sponsor. All right, let's wrap up with drug interactions. So the first thing I wanted to mention was uh, think about that infection risk. Uh, so I, I did mention that is kind of a warning precaution with denosumab use. Uh, if that is an issue, uh, certainly adding on or patients already taking immunosuppressive type agents could potentially add to that risk for certain types of infection. So patients taking uh, corticosteroids on a long-term basis, uh, calcineurin inhibitors, uh, even a drug like methotrexate has some immunosuppressant type activity. All these medications could potentially uh, add to that risk of infection. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention certainly was calcium. So if you've got a patient taking a drug that can add on to hypocalcemia effects, adding on denosumab on top of that could kind of pile on and double up that effect. So good examples here, uh, calcimimetics. So that's a drug like Sinicalcet, 
uh, brand name Sensipar there. That can lower calcium, certainly, and have an additive type effect with denosumab. Another situation, loop diuretics. Loops can lower calcium levels. So using denosumab in combination with a loop diuretic like furosemide, uh, we can significantly uh, increase the risk of hypocalcemia. And then lastly, of course, if we're using denosumab for osteoporosis, we've got to think about medications that would potentially uh, block the potential benefits of denosumab. So drugs that can cause osteoporosis and might oppose the effects of denosumab, uh, corticosteroids, long-term corticosteroid use, higher dosages, uh, that can definitely cause osteoporosis or worsen it. Uh, some seizure medications, phenytoin, phenobarbital, carbamazepine, primidone, those can all have effects on osteoporosis and potentially make it worse. Uh, and then one last one I'll mention, I can't say I see it as, an, as a big issue in clinical practice, uh, is heparin. Heparin has been associated with osteoporosis. Now, the likelihood that somebody's on longer-term, higher-dose heparin is pretty low, um, but I did want to mention that it is a potential uh, risk factor for osteoporosis if we're using uh, heparin for an extended period of time. Again, not something I've seen in clinical practice, uh, but I definitely have seen that come up on uh, board exams and pharmacology exams throughout my career. So, uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to end the, the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, uh, leave us a kind rating and review on iTunes. Uh, share us with classmates, colleagues, uh, social media, email, uh, whatever the case may be. Help us grow the podcast. Help more individuals and healthcare professionals uh, learn about pharmacology. With that, if you want to track me down, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCGP, BCPS on LinkedIn. Otherwise, mededucation101 at gmail.com. And of course, go check out the free resource, the Top 200 Study Guide at reallifepharmacology.com. All right, I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.